Happy Friday to all as we're knocking on the door to another weekend. It's time for another edition of the Speaking For Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gomison. Hello, Adam. It's good to be with you. And today we are uh, going into our second episode of our What We Have in Christ series. And today we're going to focus on that we were made by Christ. This is the first and most fundamental blessing that we will be discussing in this series, and we will get into it as soon as we hear from Adam with the quote of the day. And we're digging right into the beginning of Scripture for this one. Genesis 1, 20, uh, 127 says, So God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. All right, thank you, Adam. And really, this quote is a good one because... It really just starts us off on the right foot and lets us know that God created uh, man in his image. Uh, we were made to reflect the image of God, and I don't think we often contemplate how amazing that is, that not only were we created by God, not only does he love us, but he created us to bear his image. And when, before Adam and Eve sinned, we had the perfect ability to bear his image. We were we were perfect. And then we sinned and created a gulf between us and God. You know, Adam and walked in the cool of the day with God, you know, side by side, and then he chose to go away from God and, and do the one thing that God had said don't do, and that created a, a gulf. But but thanks be to God that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to pay our sin debt so that we could go back into a right relationship with him. We're just going to take a, um, a few moments today and talk about different aspects of, of what it means to us that we were made by Christ and sort of why we were made, how we were made, things like that. And so... Um, I will read the the uh, aspects that we are dealing with today, and then I will have you read the uh, scripture verses that will go with them. And our first one is, He knew us before we were born. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. That's Jeremiah one five. Okay, and this, this verse comes from the call of Jeremiah by God as a prophet, and he says that he is a child. I, know, I think he was probably a, a young teen to mid-teens, but God says, I want you to be a prophet to my people Israel, and he said, I'm a child. I can't speak for you. And then God um, proceeds to tell him, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And so... And there's another um, passage in, in one of Peter's epistles that says that we were made before that we are, or God knew of us and had a plan for us before the foundations of the world. And so God was really forward thinking uh, and he had us in his mind and he really wants us to relish the fact that he knew us before we were born and he had a plan. And continuing on that path is our second point, which is he knit us together. 
This comes from Psalm 139, verses 13 through 16. For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb, and I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, and in thy book all my members were written, which is in continuance, where fashioned when as yet there was none of them. Okay, and so this talks about the delicate process that is the knitting together in a mother's womb of of a baby. I uh, recently saw the ultrasound pictures for a friend of mine who is expecting her first child, and she's about uh, halfway there, about 20, 21 weeks along, and you can clearly see um, the baby uh, who is being formed there, and obviously we have technology now that tells us that a baby's heart starts beating at about two or three weeks after conception, and you know, usually um, you find out, you know, about a month uh, or anywhere from three weeks to a month after you conceive that you have conceived. So basically, uh, by the time you find out that you are expecting, there is evidence of life. And so we know by that that, that life begins at conception and this these verses really just lay it out well. And I like um, what it says here about, I am fearfully and wonderfully made marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. If any of you out there, uh, if there's someone out there that's doubting God, that's wondering why they're here, please know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, and God has a purpose for you. So our first two are, he knew us before we were born, he knit us together, and our next one is, we are made for his pleasure. From Philippians 2.13 it says, For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Alright, and I, this is another one that I don't think we take enough time to contemplate. But the reality is that we were made to bring pleasure to God. And he has a purpose for each life. And he works in us to do his will if we are willing to be used by him. We don't have to be. He can definitely do his will without us. But the privilege that we have to be a part of him doing his will uh, is an amazing thing. So now we've talked about he knew us before we were born. He knit us together. The third one is we are made for his pleasure. And before we go on, Adam, do you have any thoughts about these first three aspects that we've discussed? I love how it's a reminder of how God looks at us compared to how we can look at ourselves sometimes. I don't know if you've had a morning where you've looked in the mirror and you're getting ready and you kind of pick out your little things. You know, you're like, oh, I don't like that freckle that's there. I wish my face was shaped different or if I was lighter and... Then you stop and think like, wow, look how God looks at me. Like he looks at me like I'm, I'm a beautiful child of his and he created me. And I just wanted to encourage anyone who may be kind of looking down at themselves thinking I'm not good enough or, you know, I, I don't like how I, I look or sound or whatever it may be. 
Uh, remember, God created you, and he looks at you as a, as a gem, not even just as something he created and you're on the shelf with the other six billion trophies, but you're in his eyes something special, something that he created because he loved you that much. So that's uh, awesome, awesome pinpoints of reminders. And it's, you know, what I like what you were saying about we're all individually treasured by God because the Bible talks about how all the hairs of our head are numbered. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just that he made a bunch of humans and dropped them on planet Earth and just let them go about their ways. He cares about uh, each of us. And especially if we have trusted him as Savior, it says in the book of John chapter, uh, I believe it's chapter 10, uh, or it could be chapter 12. I'd have to go back and look it up and perhaps I'll post that on the blog. But it talks about how he, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. But it's a very personal relationship that God is talking about. And because God is perfect, he's able to have that personal relationship with millions of followers. Mm -hmm. But I want to encourage you that God is thinking of you personally right now. Continuing on through our list. Again, these are all very significant. And this one is, the woman was made to complete the man. From Genesis 2, verses 18 through 24. And the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found any help to meet for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of the man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. And I, I was thinking about this and I was trying to figure out how to shorten this passage because I knew it was a long passage. But I, but I was, it was really hard to shorten. So I just included the whole thing. And, and I want to say here that I, I recently went to a, a comedy show with Brad Stein. Oh, he's funny. And he was talking about how there's no such thing as gender in our popular culture now. <laughs> uh, there are some colleges that are even saying we shouldn't use gender specific pronouns. He and she are somehow offensive now. And I don't even remember how to pronounce the suggested pronoun that they're suggesting now. That's, that's irrelevant to our discussion. But the point that he made is that men and women have distinct roles to play and that women have a far greater value than they even realize. He pointed out this, which I thought was amazing, that even though Adam had a perfect relationship with God, walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and presumably, in some ways, a man plus God is all you'd ever need. But even though God had a perfect relationship with the man Adam, he still said it wasn't good for the man to be alone. And then he created the woman. And so, do we grasp the significance of that? That 
as perfect as Adam's union was with God, he still saw the need to create woman to be a help to the man. To me, that really struck me profoundly when I went to when I went to that um, that comedy show, which is and that's another thing about Brad Stein. You'll find that he uses comedy, but then he'll get serious, mm-hmm. and he has a lot of good things to say. And I've always kind of felt that way, but I like the way he articulated that, that women, women were so important to God that he didn't even say that his work was very good until after he created the woman. She was the crown jewel of his earthly creation. And I think that uh, as we are thinking about the way God made us, and the roles that he has created for us, we need to think more positively about that and realize that God had a plan in making you a man. God had a plan in making you a woman. And it's not up to us to follow the societal societal norms or the cultural norms. It's up to us to follow the path that God has laid out for us. And, you know, one of the main dictators of that is whether you are a man and a man or a woman and then within that, God has specific things for you to do, which actually leads into our final point that we're talking about, um, which is we are made to do his work. From Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained, that we should walk in them. So isn't that amazing? First we heard that we are made for his pleasure. And then we kind of get an idea in this point what his pleasure is. Mm -hmm. And that's to make us his workmanship to do the work that he has set out for us. I think one of the big frustrations that we often have, and I've been here too, is when you wish that you had somebody else's gift or somebody else's opportunity. And God's saying, no, you have an opportunity here. You have gifts here. But as long as you're focused on other people's opportunities, you're going to miss your own. And I have learned these lessons the hard way sometimes. And in many ways, I'm still learning these lessons. So I hope as we wrap up this first uh, session of our um, What We Have in Christ series, um, and we think about that we are made by Christ, we'll think about the aspects that we've discussed in this podcast. Adam, I wonder if you have any reflections on these last two points. Um, Just keeping in mind that God created you and uh, that he he wants you to be a part of his his plan. And it's not even like a forceful like you have to be a part of this plan. It's a it's a he invites us and he has so much to offer to us in his plan. And he loves us that much to want to be like having us be a team member in in what his will is for us and the people around us, too. So just keeping in mind that you're worth is so so much more than the world's going to tell you more than what maybe your paycheck's going to tell you but in god's eyes you are worth the world and then some because he wants you not only to be part of his creation but he wants to also be with his creation and that's awesome and that's really what the speaking for him podcast celebrates is we you know uh, we talk about uh, on my blog it says um it's the speaking for him uh, blog and the one in the the sub like the subtitle on the blog says uh admonishing and encouraging my 
fellow Christians on this journey that we call life. And really, that's what the Speaking for Him podcast attempts to be, is to be that kind of a thing uh, for you, that it will encourage you to continue to walk with the Lord, to continue to embrace what he has for you. Uh, he he ha- has a path for each of us to walk, and as we walk in it, he will reveal more and he will help us to do the things that he wants us to do. You know, we often think of, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, mm-hmm. Philippians 4 to 13. And that's true, but often we read it out of context and we, we kind of say, well, whatever it is I want to do, I can do it because Jesus gives me strength. Yeah. And it's not quite that. Because if you look at the context, you'll find that Paul was talking about, when he said that, he was talking about, all the times that God led him to abound, have many resources, or to suffer need, and he resolved, whatsoever state I'm in, then I'm going to be content. And out of that, he's saying, whatever God puts in front of me, I can do through Christ who gives me strength. And that's the same message that we want to pass on to you. And I hope that you have received a blessing from realizing how you are made in Christ and in certain aspects of that. I hope that you will share this with your friends and I hope that you will stay tuned for future episodes in this series as we continue to examine the blessings that God has given us. That's all I have for this week, but I hope that you will continue to join us every week, continue to share this with friends and family. And as I always say, keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him, alongside his co-host and executive producer, Adam McNutt. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking For Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review.